praise our God. Stand with us.
things that are going on around us, aren't we? And so I just want to look at those words again. You know, sometimes there might be someone off tune next to you or you're trying to clap in time and it's like you're not quite, you know, you're enjoying your coffee. It's all good. It's all good. Nobody was singing off tune beside me, by the way. But let me read these words to you. You might like to close your eyes. I want to read them as as a prayer this morning. It's your heart we're searching for. We want you and nothing more. Let your glory fill this place, God. We're alive in your presence. We surrender all to you. Do what you want to. Do what you want to. God, we long to see you move. Do what you want to. We're standing in your light and our hearts are open wide. Let us see more than before. Lord, come have your way here. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would have your way, that our lives would be open to you this morning, that you would truly do what you would want to do in this place, in our hearts, in our lives today, Holy Spirit. I thank you that you are here. I thank You that You never leave us. I thank You that Your desire for us, Your burning passion for us is so huge that we can't even get our minds around that. I thank You for Your incredible love and I ask that You would impart a fresh revelation of Your love, Your presence, Your peace, Your joy, Your power right now into every life in Jesus name have your way this morning have your way God we long to see you move have your way amen amen isn't that great it's so powerful isn't it some of the words that we sing so incredibly powerful welcome to church this morning you are here Holy Spirit is here Wow, what a great combination that is. Anything could take place. And man, I love... 
love the passion I am seeing down the front here. Rachel, isn't it? I loved your dancing. So beautiful. So beautiful. Unabandoned worship. Man, is that a mum that she gets it off? Dad, maybe? No, he was sitting down. It's mum. <laughs> Amazing, Rachel. Beautiful. I loved watching you. Oh, well, I, I probably shouldn't have been doing that, should I? <laughs> Gorgeous. Well, you may be seated. So I said welcome this morning. Hope you're all doing good. Yes, if you're here for the first time, we pray that you will relax with us, enjoy the morning with us. If you haven't already picked up a welcome pack, then please do so afterwards. There's welcome, some white bags down the back that you can pick up and we'd love to get to know you if you'd like to fill in the form and drop it into one of our giving boxes in the foyer that would be great too we'll be in touch with you enjoy today with us well how about we celebrate some birthdays and anniversaries this morning I actually heard that Stuart and Jenny Marshall are here too there they are welcome nice to have you back home with us. I shouldn't say that, should I? Home has moved for you, but lovely to have you with us this morning. Nice to see you. Okay, birthdays, anniversaries. Is there no one? No. Oh, we had lots in the 9am. They must have all come to the 9 for chocolate. We probably don't have chocolate left over anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, you can hand some out if you want. Whatever. <laughs> rustling chocolate, everyone's looking eager. <laughs> oh! <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> it's not good for you anyway. <laughs> Maybe you could cut up little pieces and share it. <laughs> Maybe mum and dad will buy you some. <laughs> No, they won't. Speaking of mums and dads, this afternoon we have uh, Jessica Harris with us. We have a parenting seminar with Jessica Harris. She is an American. It'll be great for every parent to be there. If you've got children age zero to, to 20, then this is for you parents. Um, I might share a little bit about that after the kids go out but this is for you. It's going to be a great afternoon. 3.30pm here this afternoon. Don't miss that. There is kids supervision. Kids care is available. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that great? You get to bring your kids and some, there's going to be people here to look after your kids as well while you get to enjoy the seminar with Jessica. Jessica is also here for the 6pm. She's going to be preaching tonight. 6pm. So... Uh, it'll be great to see you all here for our uh, an, you know, another American guest speaker. After Shane last week, we have the American female tonight, so that'll be great with, with her this evening, 6 o'clock. Uh, also, we've got School of the Spirit coming up, so that's going to be great. That's for all of us as a, as a church family. All, we all need to be schooled in the Spirit. It is vital, essential for us all. So 23rd and the 24th of June, you do need 
do, you do need to register for this, so um, get your registration forms in. You can do that online also. Uh, so we have an Australian coming for that. Well, actually, he's English, actually. He, he lives in Melbourne. So English, Australian, John Kens. He's going to be with us, and also a crazy Kiwi Daz Cheadle from Christchurch. So um, two two very different characters are going to be inputting to us, so that'll be great. Um, a fantastic time. They're going to be ministering also on the on the Sunday as well. So be there, School of the Spirit, 23rd, 24th of June. Fantastic. I think that's all that I need to to share with you. So children, you're going to have an incredible morning this morning. What's in store? Wise choices. I like it. That that chocolate is not very good for you, or that it's good to share it. So wise choices this morning. Let's give it up for our amazing, amazing teachers and kids, workers, helpers. Aren't they incredible? These amazing ones with the blue t-shirts. We need a few more too, eh? Yes. So if you want to be a part of the kids' church, then you need to uh, contact the hub or the office or Tim or Gems. And I, uh, yeah, it's an incredible team to be a part of, to invest into these beautiful, beautiful children. So have an amazing morning learning about wise choices, kids. Is everybody going out that way? The dynamite's going that way? Three and four-year-olds? Five-year-olds up to uh, intermediates, is it? Are going that way? Say hi to the person next to you, especially if you haven't met them before. Introduce yourself to some people around you, in front of you, behind you. on Friday night, didn't we? The Ethical Fashion Guide launch. An incredible evening. Let's all give it up for Elsker and Zelda and the team. Amazing job done. And our, so many, so many people involved, all the volunteers, the beautiful Activate models. Wow, we have some great Activate models. I there was a model himself <laughs> whistling there. <laughs> you did an amazing job, Leah. <laughs> it was a fantastic evening learning about the shirt on our back. Is it ethically correct? Well, is slavery making the shirt on my back? Very, very good. So you can um, download the guide through Tear Fund if you would like to upschool yourself before you go out shopping. It's great. So I just said, I said that I might share something as they, um, after the kids go out, about this afternoon. That if you are a parent, it's 
really, really, really good for you to, um, to be here this afternoon. Um, Jessica Harris speaks from experience herself. She was inc- very badly um, addicted to pornography um, for years. And so she speaks out of experience how it can come in front of you as she was a young girl when it sort of popped up in front of her on the screen. And um, that led to a, a, a great addiction. So we need to upschool ourselves, don't we, parents? We need to um, be on the front foot with this. So that's great that she is now, she's very, very gutsy, sharing her story, um, wanting to help um, others, stop others from going to the place where she went. So I encourage you to be here, 3.30 p.m. You ready to worship God? Yes, His presence is here. Do what you want to, Lord. Do what you want to. It's great for us to be able to gather together as a church family and lift him up, magnify him. So many things are magnified in this world, aren't they? But we need to magnify the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. So let's do that together now. How about we stand as we worship? Thanks, team. Luke's going to lead us in a second, but um, I just have a word. Um, about worship um, and and this is it that worship is a response to God who he is and what he's done for us and this this thing we're doing here is an expression of that worship that's going on in our lives day in day out when you when you go to work when you offer yourself as that living sacrifice that Paul writes about in Romans so we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. We come to the altar daily. We're going to sing, come to the altar. Um, and I had this one more thought. We'll sing and do what you want to. God gets to do what He wants to do. We get to respond. That's what we get to do. It's not do what we want to. It's do what you want to. And we respond to Him. Are you ready to respond to Him this morning, church? Praise you, Lord. Today there's no reason to wait 
sing out your praise to God this morning. Let's offer ourselves to Him. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you with our life. that when we walk out of here, Lord, that people can't just, can't, just can't help not notice because there's something different.
amongst us. I thank you that it's your desire to release miracles. To meet the needs of people, to move in people's circumstances, to reveal yourself. A loving, merciful, compassionate, kind God. We continue to open our hearts to you. We continue to open our our minds and our spirits to you this morning. And I ask for every person in this room that there would be something of a fresh revelation of who you are. Lord, that you'd undertake on people's behalf. You know what's going on for every person. comfort, you bring hope, you bring that sense of satisfaction and exhilaration, maybe even in this moment, Lord, you could drop some solutions into people's hearts. Take a seat. It's great to see you. Can I uh, just quickly echo Jan on the on the Jessica Harris thing this afternoon, the, the parenting seminar? I think it's easy sometimes to, as parents to kid ourselves that you know our kids are little angels. They're not. They're kids. Kids are kids. And uh, despite what we do to protect and to shelter, they live in a crazy world. And uh, I encourage you to come this afternoon and get some tools. Um, I think Jessica's going to be talking about how to uh, protect our kids from predators on the internet, that sort of thing as well, and give some practical tools and helps around that. I really encourage you to come, and um, you'll get some good stuff. So that would be great. Let's start with the video clip. I think that would be the place to start. Thank you. I was crippled when I was young. Even though I couldn't do much, but I felt satisfied. I know that my destination is the kingdom of God, is this heaven. When I have Jesus, I have everything. We see that this family has a lot of difficulties, and so when we see this, we want to help. The government has a program to help poor people to have a stable house, but only when the house is finished, they will give the money. And so we decided to help this family. It doesn't matter whether uh, the government will pay back the money or not. We have to use the just fund to buy the building material. Not only that, we ask the people in the church to donate labor for this work. 
Since we study the program called TCT, we mobilize everyone in the church to help each other. So it's become a movement, something that the whole church participates. And they understand this is the way that they love God, uh, by serving others, by building this house. Everyone is very excited and joyfully participate in these projects. 20 to 25 people working all day long for three weeks and there's no complaint. Uh, they have to go to the forest and, and get the wood and they have to carry uh, brick on their back. Uh, so it's a hard work but they joyful. Uh, they have joy to do this because we love God and we want to serve God. It's our responsibility to look after the poor because the Bible uh, tells us that when we love the poor, when we serve the poor, that is one way to love God. It's great, isn't it? That's Anna and Nam, part of what they are doing. And so that's part of what we're doing. And wouldn't it be uh, interesting if every time you wanted a piece of 4x2, you had to get the chainsaw out like that and, and make it for yourself? It would be interesting. Hey, this morning we, um, we're going to receive faith promise commitments. And a faith promise commitment is a commitment between you and God. There is no police going to chase you up on this. This is something between you and God. But this is how we fund our global mandate here. And uh, I'm going to talk about that this morning, our global mandate some of the things that have happened, some of the things that could happen. And uh, I really encourage you to, to get one of these forms in this morning. They're on your seats. We're going to put them in the boxes later. Can I encourage you, if you, if you give to, to, mission, to, to Global Mission via AP, which a lot of people do, can I, we get you to fill one out anyway so that we can easily collate that uh, into the totals when we are done? That would be very, very good. It's been a full-on month, May. There's been a whole lot happening, but our overriding theme for the whole month has been our global mandate. And uh, we've been very privileged throughout the month. We have had uh, Brent Weaver, Anna and Nam, Grant McAllister all come and share something of what they've been doing and what they're involved in around the planet. And uh, that's really good. It's nice to hear their stories and stay up to date with, with what's happening and where they are. I love Global Mandate, that every year that goes by, I get more and more passionate about what we're doing um, through our, our Global Mandate as a church, what we're doing. I, I'd like to suppress it in some ways, but I can't. I just get, I get more and more passionate about it. I think it's where the rubber meets the road, whether it's in our backyard here or whether it's on the other side of the globe. Uh, it's really, really significant. It has an eternal, eternal significance. Let me show you a picture of a lady. This is... Um, this is an opportunity that we've got an opportunity in China at the moment to join with some organisations there and help them. When I was uh, recently over there, I met the lady in the wheelchair. Now, her story is that she was abandoned as a baby because she had spina bifida. She was just left to die. And um, the orphanage, she got taken to an orphanage, which is one of the organisations that we have an opportunity if we'd like to to partner with. She got taken to the orphanage and they, they raised her and they watched over her, and they nurtured her. And uh, you see, they've actually removed her legs. You know, the, the value was, of her life was considered so low that they just kind of hacked them off. They're not even, they didn't go the same length, nothing. It's just, 
she wasn't considered a lot of value. Anyway, I met this lady. We were out there, we were doing something else, and our host, the lady on the left, she said, look, I would love you to come and meet a lady. I was with a team of five of us. And uh, we were all quite busy and we were all quite tired. And, you know, we said, oh, well, if we have to, we will, as you do. And um, anyway, she took us to this lady's home. Absolutely immaculate. Absolutely the, the place that the lady keeps it immaculate. And she took us to this lady's home and pre proceeded to tell us the story, that the lady had been abandoned, that she had grown up in the orphanage, that over time she had met a young man and they got married. Not only had they got married, but they just had their first child. And they took us there to meet her because they were just doing some work so she could get in and out of her flat a little bit because she had been a bit housebound. And um, so no one or only very few people had had the chance to go and see the baby. And they wanted us to go just so we could see the baby and encourage her mother. And, um, and we did. She's a great mum. And we encouraged her and um, we celebrated her, her child with her. She asked us if we could name the baby while we were there with an English name and uh, if we could dedicate the baby. So we, we named him Joshua and we dedicated him to the Lord while we were there. And that's just one example of global mandate. That's one example of what we do as a church and the way that we sow into our global mandate. That's one example of a life that's impacted. Now, I know we're only starting on that journey, but it's one example of what happens. Uh, she's an individual. She has a family. She loves Jesus. And that's what global mandate is all about. Because one person matters to Jesus. It, she matters to God. She really does. Our global, uh, our global mandate matters to God. It matters to the kingdom of God. It matters to the community. And it matters to individuals. And if you're a disciple of Jesus, if you're a believer of Jesus Christ, our global mandate must matter to you. It must because when we are walking with Jesus, when we're a disciple of Christ, what we discover is our world exists outside of us. The world outside of us is so much bigger. And we have kingdom responsibility. And it matters. In other words, global mission or our global mandate isn't something that I even consider an option anymore. For me, it's just part of being a disciple of Jesus. If I'm a disciple of Christ... It includes this. And as a church, we're leaving a great legacy there. Let me give you a couple of thoughts, and then I want to tell you a few stories. This is thought number one. I'm going to use some scriptures that I use often, so you will know them, some of my favorites. First one is Matthew 28, 18. It says, Jesus came and he told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore... Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always until the end of the age. The first thing I notice in that scripture is Jesus and the way he starts. He says, just let me make it clear before I speak that I have been given all authority. 
in heaven and on earth. In our language today, he's saying, I am the big kahuna. It didn't come any bigger than I am. And I'm about to speak, so best you listen. He's setting the scene. Then he goes, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. He didn't say, some of you go. He said, therefore, go. All of us. So the question isn't whether we go. The only question is how far we go. And for some of us, we'll go to the end of the street. Some of us will go to work on Monday. Some of us will go to college, high school. Some of us will go maybe even as far as the South Island. Some of us will go to the nations of the world. But we'll go. What he's saying is wherever, whenever, be like Jesus when you go. And so I think if you want to stay, that would take a whole lot more conviction and prayer to come to God has called me to stay than it has to God has called me to go. That makes sense? Wakey, wakey. The heater, someone turn the heater on to aircon, cold. They're sleeping. But doesn't that make sense? So we're all called to go. So that's not an option. We're called to go and called to make disciples wherever we are. That's our global mandate. Make disciples wherever we are. In other words, wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. Second thought is this, Matthew 6.33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Remaining kingdom focused is both key and essential. It's key and it's essential to God's economy. And we've got to remain, it's, it's hard yards sometimes remaining kingdom focused. What I've discovered, particularly in the West, is that Christians tend to want to have the fruit and the benefits of being kingdom focused and righteous living, but often aren't prepared to pay the cost of being kingdom focused and living righteously. If, if you're not prepared to, to pay the cost, it's kind of like me baking a cake and I want to put red icing on it and I put red icing in the icing stuff and mix it and it comes out yellow and then I'm surprised that it's not red because you get in, you get out what you put in and Jesus says, come on, no, no, you, you need to be focused on the kingdom of God and live righteously and I'll sort the rest out for you. It's a good challenge. It's a great challenge that the kingdom of God is to be our priority. Third thought is this, Matthew 16, 30, 13 to 20. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do you say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of God, or the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Simon of John, because, in my, father, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the powers of hell will not conquer it. 
and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Jesus said he would build his church. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, that takes a lot of pressure off. He said he'd build it. He wants to work with us. He wants to work in us. He wants to work through us. He's got stuff for us to do. But he said that he would build the church. The church is his deal. The church is his bride. The value of the church to him is beyond measure. He said, I'll take care of it. I will make sure that it conquers. I will sort it out. Yet he says, I've got some things for you to do. I've got some responsibilities for you. But then he goes on and he says this. He says, but I have given you the keys of the kingdom. Who's he given the keys of the kingdom to? Yeah, personalize it. Who's he given the kingdom, keys of the kingdom to? Me. He's given me the keys of the kingdom. What we lock and unlock is very important and very powerful, but it's our responsibility. You see, if I have keys to a car and I come and I give them to Ray, there you go, Ray, you can have the keys to the car. It's really easy when it's an imaginary car. It doesn't hurt so much. It's a Lamborghini. So when I give them the keys to the car, who's now got the responsibility for the car? Yes? Who's got responsibility? Ray. Try again. Ray. His name's Ray. Ray. Flip you guys are quiet. It must be too hot in here. Ray's got the responsibility for the car. And so he can lock it and unlock it. He can do whatever he wants with that car. It's his responsibility now. Jesus goes to us, here you go. Here's the keys to the kingdom. They are yours. They are now yours. Whatever you lock away, whatever you forbid will be forbidden. Whatever you permit will be permitted on earth and in heaven. Which puts incredible responsibility back on us, doesn't it? It's incredible responsibility. So, I also like the fact that he says keys. There's lots of keys. I think one of the keys of the kingdom of heaven is global mandate. That's one key. And what does global mandate have the power to do? Let me tell you. It has the power to do a whole lot of things. And I thank you, Lord, for the ability to bring change. I thank you that you've empowered us so that we can live purpose lives and we can put our hands to those things that matter to you and see things happen. And I pray, Lord, that you would give us the wisdom to unlock and lock what's on your heart in Jesus' name. This is how I see it. One key is called global mandate. What does that key do? That key will unlock support and it will lock away isolation. That key will unlock justice and it will lock away injustice. That key will unlock churches and salvation and it will lock away lost eternity. That key will unlock kindness and it will lock away cruelty. That key will unlock love and it will lock away exploitation. That key unlocks change and it locks away hopelessness. It unlocks value and it locks away 
disvalue and unlocks help. That key can do so many things, which is why that key matters so much. So let me for a couple of minutes share with you some of what we've done in the last year with the key called Global Mandate. And my prayer is that as I'm sharing these stories that God, or these facts, these numbers, that God will stir your heart and something will become unlocked in you that you matter and what you do, what you do matters. Your involvement matters. It changes stuff for people. In fact, Holy Spirit, I ask right now that it would be a supernatural transaction that would take place in people's lives, people's hearts, as I share these stories, these thoughts that will bring about a life-changing change. That what we do matters. Here we go. Schools. So I'm going to do some local, some global. Schools. We gave 200 packs, school packs, out this year. We gave 100 school packs to Bankwood School and 100 packs to Fairfield School. Those packs were school bags, books, pencil cases, pens and pencils and lunch boxes in them. That's cool, eh? That's 200 families, 200 families impacted from one act. That's 200 families that life was a little bit better. They went to families where people were struggling. They went to kids who were arriving at school with nothing. And we were able to do that. We, you did that because you gave to Global Mandate you did that because what you do matters. It's great, isn't it? 200 families impacted just like that. We made over two schools, you know, painted, cleaned, gardened, etc. two schools. We made over several, several community alleyways and parks and fences around parks. We made and we delivered about 60 tables, benches and planter boxes, etc. to the community. We also made meals for the community and for people in need in the community that were delivered to them. It's a good day. I think it's great. 2,215 special Bibles were placed in the hands of Indian pastors. That's really significant. The, in, all in the north of India, we gave and paid for a, just over a 1,000 of those Bibles, and a corporate sponsor paid one for one for what we gave, which made the total number 2,215. That is pastors of 2,215. Actually, it'll be more than that. Some of them lead many churches. It'll be probably pastors of around 2,500 churches got this tool in their hand because their education isn't high and when they open it, they can read a passage of scripture on this page and on this page, all in their local language, it says this is the points you can take out of that scripture to empower your people. This is how you do that. Speak about these things. This will bring community transformation. 2,250, you did that. That's great. That, that brings community transformation in every village that a church is planted. When I say churches, it's not a church like this. These are village churches, and it literally brings transformation to those villages. Isn't that cool? 3,000 nappies for 60 babies in Romania. That's a lot of nappies. 3,000 nappies for 60 babies. 
that's incredible. You meet the practical need and it opens the door to also meet the spiritual need. That's what we're doing there. We uh, financially support five churches in the Punjab and preschool and they're hoping to plant five more in the next year. And whilst that's really important, probably what's even more important there is our leadership support for the churches in the Punjab. We oversee those churches. We help them practically with leadership. We do whatever we can to help them advance. Again, you're talking about impact into communities here. That's village life in many cases. The main church the, in the biggest area um, has probably around 300 people part of that church. But when they do something really significant and they, they, um, they impact a much wider group of people, I was there on one occasion and the, the inside was sitting room only, uh, standing room only. There's probably 800 people in the building, which if you've been there is packed plus people all around the windows, outside, in the section. They reckon probably 1,500 people there. And you go, that's a real impact. Into the, and it's a Christian witness in a Hindu-Sikh environment. It's fantastic. This is a new one this year. Human trafficking and slavery. Did you know now, more than any other time in history, there are more slaves, more people caught in slavery, on the planet now than any other time in history, history. They say 40 million, roughly. People are caught in slavery, being exploited, sex trafficked, etc. It's horrendous. This year we started down a journey there to help as we could, and this is what we've, uh, some of the things we've done there. We provided legal assistance for 10 girls who have been rescued and needed lawyers to help them break free. That's good, eh? Flip, you guys are so unenthusiastic. That's amazing. That's 10, 10 girls' lives changed. That's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, I think you need to stir yourselves up. This is what we do. But why do we do it? We do it because people matter to God. That's 10 young girls that their destinies are changed completely because we got involved. 10 girls. Maybe think of it in terms of your family. Maybe it's your family or your family twice sitting around the table at lunch this afternoon that have been liberated because we got involved. We provided a two-week trauma counselling course for 40 girls. We provided care packages for 10 girls. We uh, sponsored an anti-trafficking school program in two to three schools to make people aware of what was happening and how to avoid getting caught up in it. That is amazing. We um, provide leadership support and mentoring. I moved on from trafficking now. We supply uh, leadership support and mentoring to at least 16 other churches in New Zealand and overseas. From here. At least 16. Because I think it's 16 off the top of my head quickly. We help them in leadership. We mentor them. We help them achieve what they're achieving. We encourage them. Then we have Community Link. What's Community Link? Just some of the things I've done this, this year. Senior Link. They are receiving, uh, they've got 44 clients now that regular receive, regularly receive their help. That's great. That's Community Link going out there helping 44 different clients regularly to go about their life. It's lifting the standard of their life, their world. It's amazing what's happening there. 243 appointments were made to assist seniors. Teen Link, 82 youth were mentored in the last year. That's great. The, the, most of the youth that have been mentored in these programs are, are right on the edge of really serious trouble. Really serious trouble. 
That's great. There's seven schools were impacted. There were two hungies put on. A budget link. 1,135 breakfasts were provided for alternative education students. Isn't that cool? 63 budgets were provided or prepared with families. That's 63 families who have received help with their budgeting and finances so that they can thrive and get out of poverty. 25 youth uh, were involved in cooking classes. Five workshops were held for refugees and migrants. Food link. 172 people were fed. 34 families were connected into other areas that we can help them and help them get ahead. 89 food parcels went out. Parenting link. 15 families um, were educated with toolbox or building an awesome Fano uh, courses. 79 families were connected in with through uh, mini groovers, coffee groups, mops, which is mothers of preschoolers, and different things into parent link. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of families affected through what we're doing with global mandate. We support Pastor Kalyan in India, coming up 25 years soon. He's now got works in three states, may even be more. They've planted over 100 churches, trained hundreds and hundreds of leaders. They have multiple numbers of schools because the school education system over there is terrible, and they're providing great education. Jan and I have had the privilege of visiting the schools. It's amazing what they're doing. Their goal in the next 13 years is to plant 1,000 churches on their own and connect with other networks that will plant 4,000 churches. Then we move to China. We have Grant and Vicky McAllister. They started a new project this year. There's been 19 new churches planted this year, affecting about 110, 120 people. Their goal is they're believing for 100 churches by the end of the year. And what we need to understand is, again, is these are villages. So planting a church brings incredible transformation to the whole village. It's not just a kind of a church service that's happening. It brings amazing transformation into that village. And of course, over the years, Grant and Vicky have been part of seeing probably thousands of churches planted. Anna and Nam that were on the video before, or their work was on the video before, they continue to grow rapidly. In 2013, they had programs in 1,000 churches. In 2017, now over 5,000 churches. That's amazing. 2013, they were in six nations. 2017, now they're in 15 nations. It's amazing. Their programs, they work with churches, they put programs in there, and through biblical values and, and sound teaching, they show the churches how to bring transformation to their villages, i.e. that house that was being built. It's amazing. This is all through our global mandate. It's great. It's fantastic. I could keep going. I could talk about Thailand. I could talk about Europe. I could talk about Indonesia. I could talk about ATC. I could talk about our foundation. They're all doing fantastic things that are part of global mandate. It's amazing. I think if you went through everything I just said, added up the number of people that have been impacted and been affected, their lives have been made better, they've been helped, they're experiencing something of the kingdom of God, many of them are meeting Jesus, it would come into the hundreds of thousands of people. How's that happen? 
because as a church we're involved with global mandate. It's because you're involved with global mandate. You can pray, you can go, you can give, you can do all of that. We've got new opportunities that we're looking into in China with trafficking and slavery in India. It is amazing what God... And what I like is, this is leaving an eternal legacy. It's making people's lives better now. We're seeing extension of the kingdom now. We're seeing people impacted with the gospel now. But it impacts eternity. I go back to that picture I had up there. One lady, abandoned, left. You know, do you think, I think, she'll be grateful for all eternity that someone cared? I think it's an incredible legacy and opportunity for us to be involved. So how do we do this? Well, we pray. It all starts in prayer. Wasn't it interesting when the missionaries... Um, we're out. I think all of them said, at one point or another, we absolutely value the financial support. But more than anything, we value your prayer support. Yeah. They all said that. So we pray. We pray for our missionaries. We pray for the works that are happening, for the things that we're involved with. We can go. Where would God send you if you were to go? And also we give. And we give via faith commitment. This is how we do it. And I would really like you to, I'd like you to fill out the form this morning if you're prepared. I hope you're prepared. I've been talking about it for a month. If you're not, don't panic. There'll be another opportunity. But I'd love you to fill out this form this morning and I would love you to fill it out by faith. Stretch into it a bit. What could God do through you this year, financially? Last year, we were promised $312,000, which was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. We received $302,000, which again is fantastic. That's 97% of what was promised came in. Remember, you promised by faith, 97% of it came in. That's amazing. That's why I can read you this list. It's amazing. This year, what could God do with us? What could God do? I wonder if we could tip 400,000 this year. Not because it's a good number, but because people matter. Because we can impact an incredible number of people's lives. The more resource we've got, the more we can do. Father, I pray that you'd move our hearts and You'd stir us around the whole area of giving, Father, that we would be purposed. I pray that this year you would move each of us beyond intention and move us into purposed. That you'd drop a number in our hearts, in our minds, that you plan on resourcing. Father, that you'd stir us and that we'd respond willingly to you. 
And Lord, I can't speak for anyone else, but I can speak for myself. And I relish the opportunity of going on this journey with you. I relish the opportunity to be involved with what you're doing, to be able to lock and to unlock atmospheres over people's worlds. And I thank you for the opportunity. In Jesus' name. What I'd like us to do is fill out the form and then come and put it in the box. And as I said earlier, you know, no one's going to follow you up on this. This is between you and God at the end of the day. And it's about being involved. I think every person, we live in New Zealand for goodness sake, every person can be involved. Every person. And we're making an internal difference in people's lives. And I would encourage you this morning that if you're here as a family, why don't you all come up together and pop your bit of paper in the box together? and declare in faith that God will supply and as he does you'll release and do it as a family if you're here as a married couple do it as a couple if you're here on your own do it on your own if you're here as an as a activate group do it with the activate group if there's a few of your friends why don't you come up and just support one another and come on in faith let's believe that God can do something really really significant in and through us this year I look forward to next year being able to say, man, because we got on board with what God was doing, this life, that life has been transformed. And that's what happens. Because people matter. I wonder how many hundreds of thousands of people activate Church Hamilton couldn't pack in the next 12 months because we decided to partner with Jesus. Why don't I invite you to stand if you'd like to fill in your forms. The band's going to lead us in a song. Why don't you come, pop your bits of your faith commitment forms in the box, declare God's blessing over them. Amen.
stand together as we worship.
this church. I love this church because we're not in it for the, for the short term. We've walked this journey for many years. We're in it in the long haul and we're in it with Jesus for the long haul. And I just want to tell one st- quick story. There's so many things that we've done around the world, but the things that actually impact you the most are the things that actually touch your heart. And I had the opportunity a few years ago to go to Thailand. And we've been supporting a ministry to take people out of um, poverty, out of being sold into the sex trade, and actually taking those people and actually providing them with another chance. So So as a result of a ministry, we took them in and gave them an education, provided care for them. And I had the opportunity when I was there. Um, one night, probably 15 years after um, this, this ministry had started, to be involved in a graduation ceremony for people that had decided that they wanted to make their full lives dedicated to the Lord. That was 15 years. It wasn't one day, it wasn't one year. And as a church, I've been here 21 years now. But I realise that we've actually invested four or five million dollars around the world seeing individuals' lives changed. That's why I love this church. Right. How many years have you been on? Graham's on our missions team. He thinks around about 15 years he's been on the missions team. A long time anyway. Isn't that great? Yeah. You know, we can look at the global um, mandate ahead of us and, you know, we can go, it's just too big, it's too big. But it is so cool that it's not too big when we partner together. You know, I sort of think, oh, what can I do? But when we partner together, wow. We make a big impact, don't we? We just heard some of that uh, today. And that was only, Sheridan wasn't able to, you know, we would have been, would be here a lot longer if we heard everything. But what we're doing together, we are, we are activating. I love that. We're not only called Activate Church, but we are activating as we pray and as we give and as we go. And we need to do all three of those, don't we? We're commanded to do that. So... What a privilege today, isn't it? To be able to partner together as a church, to be able to um, allow God to put a huge stamp on this on this planet because of what we are responding to Him. So Holy Spirit, I thank You. I thank You for Your church. I thank You that as we are stepping out by faith, I thank You. Um, God, that He has these, these amounts that are written down by faith. I thank You, God, that You would um, honour those, that You would uh, provide those, and even more, astound us, astound us, Holy Spirit, by providing all of that and more as we step out in faith together today. And thank You, Holy Spirit, for, for our missionaries. I think of them today, lift them up to You today. May they know Your presence 
with them right now. May they know your encouragement upon them right now. And I thank you, uh, God, that we are your missionaries. Wherever we are, that we are called to represent you, to be like you, Jesus. May we know your encouragement. May we know your um, empowerment afresh today as we go, as we as we uh, respond to your promptings each and every day, wherever we are. May we make an impact. I thank you for an eternal, um, your eternal plans taking place in people's lives through us as we step out and partner with you and partner together. I declare your blessing and anointing upon all of this. I declare your blessing and your protection upon every home represented in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How about you give God a huge hand? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for what you will do. Thank you, Lord. Global mandate. Powerful. Awesome. Well, we have a great day ahead of us. If you're a parent this afternoon, 3.30 p.m. with Jessica Harris. It is a koha that is, we're waving the $5. It is a koha only and uh, there is supervision for the kids. Jessica Harris will be here 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, guests, pray that you enjoyed your morning with us. Please pick up a, a pack on your way out if you haven't already received one. Also, parents, don't forget to sign your kitties out before you go. And if you would like anybody to stand with you in prayer this morning, if you would like it, actually, do you know what? I I was feeling this morning that there was somebody here that is feeling forgotten. I think Sheridan even mentioned, you know, some, I don't know, don't know whether you mentioned that or not. Anyway, that's what I've been feeling. That there's, there's that feeling of feeling forgotten. I believe that God wants to minister to you this morning. So if that's you, come forward. I would love to pray with you this morning. If you want prayer for anything at all, please come forward uh, so we can stand with you in prayer. I declare blessing in Jesus' name upon every person. Should we sing a song to finish? Yes, let's do it. Thanks, team. Let's stand. Party. Thank you.